0: deal yeah here we go all
1: right can you see me and you on your screen
0: yeah i can see both of us
1: all right sweet man you ready to knock into this thing
0: i'm ready i'm ready
1: all right man welcome back to the jameson on the rocks podcast everybody today i have with me mr branch from the plains how are you doing man i'm doing great how are you i'm stoked man i'm glad we could get this done via zoom i'm glad you absolutely yeah of course when i saw you follow and everything i was like man from oliver man you don't see too many of them
0: yeah yeah it's (laughs) it's rare nowadays but
1: I, I have seen some coming through. You guys, the stews, it seems Auburn mm-hmm. has a good little scene going, man.
0: Yeah, we're trying to make it. Trying to make it.
1: Love to hear that, dude. So tell me how you got started playing music. Tell me kind of how the band got together, like
0: who's in the band, you
1: guys' ages, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, of course. So, That's uh, far away. so we originally started, I was, uh, this was spring of last year mm-hmm. or spring of this year, sorry. Um, I was jamming around with Preston Hall and Wyatt Griffith from the stews, two good friends jamming with them. And, uh, they were like, Hey, we have this fraternity brother. Who's like, damn good at guitar. Uh, Uh, you need to link up with him. So that was Nick. And I, uh, sent Nick a text. Uh, we got together, we jammed a couple of times. Um, and he, and I asked him, I was like, would you be down to like, really try to send this thing, try to get a band together. And he was like, definitely. But you know, it's hard to find a bassist, and it's even harder to find a drummer you're right so uh fortunately i had a friend from high school that i used to play music with his name is coleman galbraith okay. and he was at georgia college at the time and he was thinking about transferring to either auburn or georgia mm-hmm. and i texted him and told him like hey me i found this other great guitarist uh-huh. uh you know i'm not trying to sway your decision but it'd be awesome <laughs> for you to join us in auburn <laughs>
1: uh and he he
0: did end up coming to auburn obviously. that's hilarious man <laughs> yeah and so it was us three we were left without a drummer going into the yeah. summer mm-hmm. um so i hit up my friend from uh columbus who is home for the summer charlie bedoin he's he's in athens i think he plays in a couple of bands in athens awesome. but we we had a show soon and I'll tell you about the show it's hilarious please uh but we got him to play drums for us and we would just kind of jam around in Auburn so we were like all right you know we have 10 12 songs let's Mm -hmm. try to let's try to plan a show nobody really knows who we are so we ended up playing at my apartment complex (laughs) (laughs) no way yeah (laughs) we did we did I think we I think we got paid like 400 dollars or something i can't um, believe you
1: guys got paid bro yeah yeah we we,
0: we got paid and we uh, it was mostly just like we were just jamming out we uh-huh. you know we played <clears throat> i think we played like five uh like five covers that everybody knows and then like uh-huh. six songs that like absolutely nobody knew but we all knew somehow <laughs> somehow we all knew but uh so charlie was like hey uh you know i'm gonna have to go back to athens here soon uh-huh. and of course as soon as that happened uh I emailed 1716 in Auburn okay. after we played that gig. And I was like, Hey, is there any way that we could play a gig? It's summer. Not really a lot of people are there. So I just wanted to give it a shot. Yeah. So the dude emailed me back and said, yeah, you know, we have a date on like a Tuesday night in June. Nobody okay. was in Auburn. <laughs> Nobody was in Auburn. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that'll work. And then uh, I'd, I like it in our three person group chat, which was me Coleman and Nick, like, Hey, we can we can play the show. We don't have a drummer. So <laughs> booking shows without a drummer. <laughs> booking shows without a drummer. Yeah. Very unprofessional, but uh, I love it. So there's a band out of Auburn called Supper Club mm-hmm. and they have a drummer that I know personally, Billy, Billy Pruitt. I DM'd him on Instagram, ended up getting on a phone call with him. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hey, I'm sorry, I can't play drums for you, but my my cousin can. And he's good. He's uh-huh. really good so you know i had to take his word i mean i need a drummer so (laughs) bad (laughs) yeah bad (laughs) so i I called his cousin who ended up being our drummer now mitch and mitch was like mitch was like yeah dude i'll play like whatever Uh um and uh he came to auburn for a jam sesh and he and i was like okay yeah this this guy's pretty legit he was like all state jazz band in alabama uh he he, he's serious like this guy this guy can play
1: he knows how to count stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he knows how to count and stuff. <laughs> Those guys are
1: talented, man. Those jazz yeah, guys, man.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I'm, it, it, I'm very fortunate that, like, he was able to join us instead of, you know, some average drummer who, like, just listens to music and just, mm-hmm. like, knows how to play drums from listening to music. Like, he was, he's been trained to play, like, he, and, you know, he's also a phenomenal musician as a whole. Like, I mean, he awesome. can play a bunch of different instruments, but... So that's how the core four of us got together, and we've been together ever since June
1: tenth. Oh, really? That's not even that long, man. You guys are doing not great that for that amount yeah. of time.
0: Yeah. So June tenth was when uh, we all we all four got together, mm-hmm. and we've we've been able to play gigs and stuff. And Mitch is taking a gap year right now, kind of going back and forth between Birmingham and Nashville. Okay. Um, doing some like recording stuff with some mentor he's doing with up there. And then me, Nick, and Coleman are all at Auburn, and we're sophomores at Auburn. And Mitch is one year behind us. So all 19 and 18.
1: Wow, you guys are young, man. You guys are yeah. on the ball early. I love to hear We that. are. We are. <laughs> you got a good jump on everybody. That's always a good, good. You guys should be peaking around senior year. You know what yeah, I mean? You should be yeah. doing good.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's we're having exciting. a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah, man.
1: So was there a general consensus of like, oh, we just want to start a band and play shows? Or was it like? Oh, we want to make money or like we want to do this for a living. Like what's the kind of consensus of the band, you know what I mean?
0: Uh so I think at first um well I think this really still stands for us now. Um we all had music talents but we were never able to show them off you know the way we wanted to. Okay. And I always thought you know I, I'm a I play guitar and I sing mm-hmm. and I never really knew that you know I could I could sing the way I can but I, you know, I was able to sing songs that, and I never really tried to sing and I was able to sing them and my voice has just gotten progressively better. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, the money plays a part of it, but I don't think all four of us ever lose sight of, you know, we're doing it because we love doing it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good and, way to keep it.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, money is a good thing to have on the side and you know, it is, you know, if we, like we played some shows out in Oxford, Um, you know, that's a five and a half hour drive. So, you know, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to get gas and stuff and, you know, Mm -hmm. be able to pay for meals and stuff. So money does play a big part of it, but I think still going all the way back, you know, to June when we were still trying to play for, you know, over 450, $500, you know, we weren't, I don't even think any one of us were really concerned about the money at the time. We were just concerned about getting better totally totally
1: yes that's kind of like the genesis of what you guys are yeah yeah. but you're not doing anything for free necessarily either or like losing money yeah yeah yeah,
0: we're not really doing anything like that but like i say you know it's all we all still have the motivation and the drive to just really keep the uh the goal of getting better all in the back of our heads so that's
1: awesome man you put that really well um I, i guess my next question would be like what kind of i guess i should start with this more like what kind of genre would you consider you guys or what's like the direction of the band musically before we get yeah into the uh
0: you know a lot of bands will say this we, you know we play a lot of everything uh <laughs> but i i really do think we play we, we try to satisfy everybody's needs to an extent um you know we're you know, you see a lot of bands that you know classify themselves as like rock or jam mm-hmm. band or funk. You know, we're, we're covering all of that and we're not having the extensive 16 minute long jams. You totally. know, our our jams are going to be you know six and a half, seven minutes max. Uh, but you know, if we're going to play like a cool in the gang song, you know, like mm-hmm. get down on it, like we play get down on yeah. it, love we're that. Playing, song. We're playing, yeah, we are literally playing that song like how it is recorded. That's hype, um, man. Yeah, cool. So a, a lot of our covers are played. You know has how the songs are recorded. But uh-huh. um, you know, we might burst into another guitar solo or me and Nick might just jam it out together. Yeah, that's um, fun. But our originals, um, so we have four originals right now. Um, I would probably say two of them really follow a rock genre kind of gotcha. deal. And then one kind of follows a funky, you know, has the envelope filter Qtron in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of kind of funky. And then one's kind of like a slower song. Interesting. Um but yeah, so we really do. I, I like to try to cover a lot of other genres, because if you're playing to a crowd, a bunch of people that might not like, you know, the the Black Sabbath genre, but like, <laughs> yeah, but but might like the funk genre a little bit more. You know, you're able to satisfy everybody's needs during the show.
1: Dude, yes, I think that's so smart. I think I think uh, in my opinion, a lot of bands are making that mistake of being like super self-serving, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys have your favorite bands that you would love to just play Absolutely. the deep cuts all night. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. Would anybody in the crowd know him?
0: probably not you know what i mean and that's it's actually funny that you bring that up that was really hard for for me to get over mm-hmm. uh everybody in the band was kind of down for it it was really hard for me to get over i'm a huge 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 jam band like fanatic yeah. i love widespread panic uh, i love the dead uh-huh. i love string cheese incident like i love oh, yeah. all those and fish i love all those deep jam bands and if You know, if you were giving me the opportunity to go on stage and play for three hours and have these 20 minute long jams, I would absolutely be down. to play. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but that was like, you know, that was the hump for me to get over. It was the Uh Wednesday of the week and I was just it was it was hard. But now that Uh I see, you know, you know, we play these shows and I'm able to add, you know, maybe one or two of these songs Uh without jamming so long. And then being able to go into like freaking out the neighborhood by Mac DeMarco, which a yeah, ton of people yeah. love that song. And I That's do, high. and I've, I've grown to love it because I see that people love that song. Mm-hmm. And so seeing the crowd, like really respond to these like songs that maybe I not, I, I, like, I might not want to hear uh-huh. or Coleman might not want to play or Mitch might not want to play, you know, but these people want to hear this kind of music. Absolutely, dude. So, I think you,
1: I think you guys will win like that, man. That's the way yeah. to do It's like having songs in the set list that you like might not even love playing anymore, but you know, everybody there is going to have a good time. That's oh, like yeah. the the crowd serving mentality that bands win with. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that'll set you all apart, man. So I love to hear that. Absolutely. Totally. So what I guess if you had to, well, it's hard to say, I guess genre's tough and it doesn't really matter too much, but if you had to pick one, what kind of band would you say you are?
0: I'd probably say just, just straight rock and roll. Totally, man. I think that's a great answer. Yeah. With a little bit of, a little bit of everything
1: a little bit of everything
0: <laughs> a little bit of everything but mostly rock and jam funk rock something like yeah, that something like that
1: <laughs> nice man well that's cool i'm it's I'm, am i did i read this wrong or i think you might have told me there's a few horns in the band at this point right or do they just feature yeah. sometimes?
0: so uh uh we we were able to get a gig at Skybar in the fall that's exciting it was so much fun yeah, that's um, sick it's so much fun uh, <laughs> the sound guy there keith he's awesome uh-huh. He's the coolest guy ever, but um, we got a gig at Sky Bar and Mitch, doing all state jazz band, knew a horn player, alto sax player. The uh-huh. name is Zach Bronson. Uh-huh. Very good. Wow. <laughs> but he goes to Loyola School of Music in New Orleans, okay. and uh, Mitch rang him up and said, "Hey, we have this gig. Would you be down to play?" And he, Zach was all for it. He was like, "Yes, uh-huh. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a trombone." He brought. It was zach uh will and jake and will played baritone sax and jake played trombone mm-hmm. so those three joined us on stage at sky bar it was a lot of fun and uh they will be joining us for some shows that i can't really say out Ooh. loud right now because we're nice. announcing them in january but they will be joining us on i think one or two shows that's exciting so. man what did it you is- think of-
1: I'm sorry. What do you think about the whole like horn experience, you know, because like when I see a band with horns, I'm like, all right, this is about to be a party kind of, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, it at first, I was kind of against it because I felt like it was going to take away, you know, something of our sound. But uh-huh. those guys are so talented. They know when to lay back and they know when to really come in oh yeah totally so we were and we only practiced with them uh for an hour before the show (laughs) nice (laughs) and they absolutely killed it uh we gave them a set list we gave them a google doc we basically ran through like all the songs how they're gonna play it how we want them to play it and they literally came executed perfectly they were the most cool guys ever uh horns everybody i think everybody should play a set with horns because Uh it, it, it is a party I love that, man. It's Dude, a party. All,
1: all those guys that are going to school for that kind of stuff, they just live that shit, man. They can do anything. They can do anything. I respect it, man. Any, any thoughts of like getting them in the band officially, or is it just like a when they can kind of thing?
0: You know, I think if, if uh, we do decide to really take off and if this was b- to become our profession like if we were mm-hmm. one of if we were a really big band right now like yeah. actually playing a lot of big north american shows and stuff mm-hmm. absolutely i would at least like to have a trump a trumpet player and a saxophone player totally that would be probably you know that'd be awesome because i it, love horns
1: yeah would there be any preference though it seems like the sax would be the most obvious one to have if you could just have one right would you say i think
0: so i think so
1: it makes me think of like uh like do you know Huey Lewis in the news? Mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about? They, they sing a bunch of songs in that uh what's that movie? Back to the future. Anyways, oh yeah, yeah. They're a big saxophone group from the 80s, and they're just oh yeah, a, a ton of fun from what I heard from my mother mm-hmm. when she saw them back then. Oh, but yeah. anyways, when I see a band with horns, I get excited. I'm like, all right, this is this is a party, this isn't isn't gonna be somber down music. Oh, yeah. This is gonna be a good
0: time, you know. Yeah, it was a good time.
1: And how did how did Skybar do for you guys? Like, I hate to say career-wise, but was it like a big jump from like playing an apartment complex, like playing the biggest bar in Auburn with what? A thousand people there every night, 700 people. Yeah.
0: Around six, 700 people. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely, um, our shows were increasing a lot yeah. after Scott Moore. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we were starting to get recognized by a lot more people. That's especially awesome. out of state. Uh-huh. Um, we played, uh, you know, we were able to go to Oxford, Mississippi and play two shows there. What um, venue did you play or bought? uh oh we we just played fraternity parties i think we oh, played sick. sigma kai sigma kai and sigma Nu up nope, there huge uh-huh. parties it was a lot of fun but Skybar really did uh let the shows they, they started coming in pretty quick but also what it did it was like we were it really opened our eyes like okay this is awesome playing in front of this uh-huh. many people like, let's keep grinding so we can get more shows like this. So you can do that every night, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: So interesting. So it seems kind of, just as someone from Athens who really doesn't know that much about Auburn, but it seems like Sky Bar is the totem venue in town. Like, if you're not playing Skybar and you're from Auburn, like, that's kind of the spot, right? Isn't it? it? It is the spot. Okay. And what is it about it that makes it the, the best bar in Auburn?
0: I'm just curious, being somebody uh, from Athens. Yeah, well, Sky Bar, it is massive. uh it is like a labyrinth you get lost in that place (laughs) especially you know if you've had a little too much to drink you get lost it's a big place and when we set up we set up at 3 p.m like in the middle of the day okay and um you know they have their own sound equipment keith the sound guy was able to do all the sound check for us but we were able to walk around that place during the day and it took me like 20 minutes to walk around the entire bar wow yeah it's massive and there's like there's like this you know, you walk in, you have your traditional bar room, and then you able, like, there's this like little walkway, you go back and there's the boom, boom room. That's where all the big bands play. That's where we Uh played. And then like to the left is an outside part. And then you go up a flight of stairs. There's a bar right there and you go up another flight and then there's a patio bar. And then there's another bar on the other side of the patio bar. Wow. Yeah. So it's a really big place. And a lot of people say like, oh, Auburn only has three bars, which they do 17 South and Mm -hmm. Sky Bar. But Sky Bar is like, it feels like to me like four bars put in one. So you guys have seven bars. Yeah, <laughs> I love. That. I like to refer to Sky Bar as about five, four or
1: five. Every so. picture I see of it is packed to the rim, man. So it I, is. I, it seems like the spot. But that's cool. Tell me a little bit about Seventeen Sixteen and Southeastern. You guys have played there a few times, right?
0: Uh, we have not played at Southeastern, mm-hmm. but we've played at Seventeen Sixteen countless times. Oh. Seventeen is a really fun place to play. Uh, it's a great atmosphere as a bar. Uh-huh. um the outside patio place is so cool to play at um it's like a long stretch so you're basically your drummer's gonna be right next to you we play yeah. like coleman is right here me mitch and nick so we're all on a line Totally, uh that place is really fun pl- uh place to play i've seen a bunch of bands at S- uh south uh the stews have played there multiple times um, South is a really cool venue. Uh, it's just like so much reverb. It's meant for a DJ. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's meant for like a uh, booming DJ. But uh-huh. the bands that come through there are a lot of fun. I saw a really good almond Brothers cover band there. They're called Ooh. Eat a Peach. Really? They were yeah, they were like down to a T. They were awesome. Interesting.
1: So, do you guys get a lot of touring bands through Auburn?
0: Uh a little bit. <laughs> if we do, they're gonna come through Skybar. Okay, that makes if sense. If they do, they're gonna come through Skybar. Interesting. But, All right, cool
1: yeah uh tell me a little bit about the name of the band where did the planes come from man
0: uh okay so we we were all together this was before we had a drummer Mm -hmm. um and we were like all right well if we're gonna get a show at 17 we're gonna need to have a name so um we thought about it for a little bit and we decided on the planes because the planes people refer to auburn as the planes Oh, really? Yeah. So if you ever hear anybody refer to Auburn, like, as the Plains, um, I don't really know why, but, yeah. uh, like, one of our four mascots are so the Plainsman. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, yeah, we have so many. The Tiger, the Eagle, the <laughs> War Eagle, the Plainsman. <laughs> um, but so we got the band name from the Plains. It was easy. I felt like, you know, if people were to hear the Plains, they think of Auburn, and it automatically associates us with Auburn.
1: That's awesome. So So it's a on a point of you guys to like, you're proud to be from Auburn. You want to be an Auburn band and make it as
0: an Auburn band kind of. Absolutely. I I have a lot of pride in it because, you know, there's we're not we're not like Atlanta or Athens that have Uh bands pumping out all the time. You know, I think the only bands that I can really think of in Auburn right now are there's a band called the Posers, Mm -hmm. uh, Queen of Kings Band, us, the Stews and Supper Club. And that's it.
1: I've heard of you guys, the stews and supper club. So I'm starting. I mean, there's a lot of you guys bubbling out of there, which is exciting. You know, I love to see new towns kind of doing it. Oh, yeah. We're trying. Not that it's a new town, but like, you know what I mean? You'd love to just see like the stews are absolutely murdering it right now. They're kind of absolutely like just going all over the place. Good for them. Oh, yeah. And um, I love to hear about any towns that are booming. I don't if you guys you guys have played Clemson, correct? I see you wearing Uh, the Clemson sweater
0: yeah so we're going to loose change in march so that'll be our first time that we're playing in clemson i think you guys would really love that i know i already told you that but it's it's a fun town it kind of
1: doesn't remind me of auburn because it's smaller i think but uh in the same way of like you hear a few bands bubbling out but it's not like atlanta or athens or Mm -hmm. nashville you know what i mean oh yeah so i think some of some of the towns like clemson and auburn and tuscaloosa are really cool towns that have good music bubbling out that just need to be Kind of heard more. That's why I want to do this so that people could hear about you guys from
0: Athens, you know, and go see you guys at 40Watt. Absolutely. Yeah, the Uh 40Watt's coming up February Uh 17th. That
1: is official, right? It's okay to
0: announce that one. That is official. It has been announced. I think the only two that we have announced on our Instagram is uh loose change and 40Watt. And we have a bunch more dates to announce.
1: Awesome, man. So what's the scope on that? Is it like I know what you said, you might've said one of you guys is from Athens or, you know, somebody in Athens, like how, what makes you want to come
0: play here when you don't know many people kind of, uh, so our drummer who originally that played that one show, the apartment show with us, Charlie Uh is at Georgia, but I'm from Columbus, Georgia. And a lot of people from Columbus that went to my high school, all they, a bunch of went to UGA. Sweet. So you have some people down here, some roots. Absolutely. Interesting. Well, that's
1: exciting, man. You guys are, are, are you guys, uh, where are you at on that bill? Are you in the middle, you're headlining or opening?
0: Uh, we're trying. So we have another band right now and I think they have, they want to open for us. So we're kind of in the middle, I, I okay. guess, but we, we would love to headline. And I think it's, it, w- it would be hard for us to headline since not a lot of people like know us, but totally. a lot of people do know of us in Athens since a lot of our friends, you know, go to UGA, live up in Athens. So.
1: Yeah, dude, that's exciting. Well, you guys are off. That's a hell of a start right there. Forty Watts is probably the best venue in Athens right now, arguably. I love playing oh, yeah. there. Good sound, good lights, everything. You'll be, you'll have a good time there. Oh yeah. But yeah, man. Um, what was the date on that again? Uh, February seventeenth. February seventeenth. So everybody listening in is gonna have to check that. We have a lot of main, most of our followings from Athens. So hopefully this will do good for you guys. Good deal. Um, what else about that? Tell me, tell me about you. you you've been doing fraternity events everywhere. It seems like
0: Oxford. Auburn, I think I saw Georgia
1: Tech. Is that right? A bunch of fraternity.
0: Yeah, we did Georgia Tech. We've done Georgia Tech twice. Cool. SAE or something, or SAE. Yeah, that's
1: nice. right. Nice, nice, cool. And what's what's are you guys like in Greek life, or is there a
0: specific uh, reason
1: you're doing Greek life events?
0: So we are in Greek life. Awesome. Uh, but I, I think the reason that we enjoy doing them the most, um, because you know, a bar a bar gig is sometimes like hit or miss. You know, maybe like a big fraternity might have a party on a Friday night, which everybody's going to. And if you're playing on a Friday night, there might not be a lot of people there. Totally. But when you're playing at a fraternity event, you know, there, you know that there's going to be people there. Yeah, like a lot of people and our fraternity. I think Coleman, I think his favorite show ever is we played at Auburn K.A. for uh-huh. one of their big weekends, and there were so many people there and their barn was filled with sand because it was what? a it was a like a Hawaiian theme party and their barn Damn. was filled with sand and so we had our subs and we were like we're not putting these subs on the ground <laughs> so we put them on top of the stage and everybody front row had to almost be like like deaf by the end of the night because those subs were just like in their ears that's but hilarious that, but our fraternity parties that we played at they've been so much fun um, yeah,
1: because, I mean, they, they pay for you to come, so there's going to be people there. It's not like there's oh, going to yeah. be four people and they're paying you a good amount of money to come out, you know?
0: Absolutely. I think there that's hilarious a lot of
1: that they filled the ground with sand for the, <laughs>
0: the Hawaiian party. That's going oh, trust all me, when, we, when We were setting up by, I, I was like, okay, this is a sandbox. like, <laughs> But it's, a, it's like a sandbox the size of like half a football field. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> pretty, wild. It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild.
1: What is the uh, what is the Greek life scene in Auburn like? Because I don't really know very much about Auburn, and I'm kind of like trying to get the scope on it. Because Athens has just a ton of fraternities and events and stuff. Is it the same it's, there?
0: Yeah, it's it's about the same. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's pretty big in Auburn, and uh, a lot of fraternities, a lot of sororities, a lot of right. people are involved in Greek life. So. Awesome, man. Well, sweet. Have
1: you guys done any sort of, is there anywhere to play in town if you want to do like a bill, you know, like three bands? Like, have you guys open for anybody? or?
0: Um. So I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But what I do think is going to happen soon is I think if, if Auburn keeps, you know, having musicians come up and play as bands or play as groups or, you know, even it's just like a solo acoustic show, I uh-huh. think they're almost going to have to, to bring yeah. a lot, if they want to bring a lot of people in on like a Thursday night, I think you know these bars like 17 and South, that'd be awesome for them to do. Yeah, that'd be sick, man.
1: Have I three think, bands.
0: Yeah. I, I if Auburn keeps growing like it is like musically, I think definitely in the next three to four years, something will definitely happen with you know 17 or South, or you know, even Skybar, maybe I, I could definitely see Skybar doing like a three-band bill and a and a boom boom room like once a once a week yeah it'd bring a lot of music lovers in I think so and get some different crowds
1: mixing together everybody for an hour you know what I mean like absolutely
0: give everybody a little time to go
1: is there like a central hub like I guess it'd be Auburn University of course is where you know everybody but like is there like a central hub for music like do you guys have like a rehearsal space where everybody practices at, or like somewhere that you guys kind of like congregate or no
0: uh yeah so we do we either practice at my fraternity house which is the fiji house at auburn or we practice uh-huh. at the sae house in auburn and nick okay. is an sae and me and coleman are fiji's so
1: okay interesting man yeah so i imagine that gives you guys a lot of room to practice in there or pretty good it amount. does yeah we're uh-huh. we're
0: we're able to set up you know literally everything uh-huh. if we want to like you know if maybe there's something wrong with our board or something that you know we haven't been doing correctly using our board or we need to you know maybe change some things with like monitor mixes we'll mm-hmm. definitely go and set that up and run through it like you know we're gonna be playing a show so we can get everything that we need to fix you know if something goes wrong during a show that totally. usually goes right we're able to set everything up like sound wise and be able to be like okay well this is what happened with this so
1: Gotcha, man. That makes that's very smart right there. I wonder how much the brothers like it. How loud is it in there? <laughs> they like it. A lot yeah. of them ask us to practice. They say come practice. <laughs> do that Yeah. I Y'all imagine come s- practice. They're sitting around drinking a few beers, getting that free show in, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, let's see. What can you tell me a little more about? Any anything in particular on the band, like ambitious-wise? Like, what are you guys looking to do this upcoming semester? You mentioned you have a lot of shows coming. Are there new markets you're trying to break into are you trying to go everywhere are you trying to go tri-state what are you kind of thinking for the future
0: we're really just trying to go you know as many places as we as we can go that people are not familiar with us so okay. you know um i will say this um we will be traveling to birmingham during the spring tour Ooh, nice um i uh, can't really say where yet but mm-hmm. we are going to birmingham Uh, people will, you know, i want to try to get us, you know, over to Birmingham, UAB. Birmingham has a great music scene. Totally. Um, you know, we're obviously going to Athens. We're going to Clemson. Um, we're trying to, you know, go some other places in Georgia. Uh I can't announce that Mm. Uh, we're, we're really just trying to spread, you know, our music as far out from Auburn as we can. And we're, we're still playing some, we're going to be playing a lot of Auburn shows still, but. We want to try to bring as many people to us before we release music out. So, you know, people are able to listen to us. And I think once we do end up releasing music, you know, a lot more people are going to be like, okay, well, this band's, you know, legit, they're credible. They have original music that's on Spotify and that's on Apple music. And so we're basically just trying to really take our music outside of Auburn and, you know, kind of Alabama, that small little circle, (laughs) and blow it up, blow it up pretty big. That's very smart. You got. I love to hear that that you're breaking into
1: some other college markets. Kind of. I think that's very smart. Um, oh yeah. What was I gonna say about that? I'd say that's the best thing you could do. You're kind of like building an audience for when your music does come out. You have somebody to listen to it, right? Oh yeah, we're trying totally. And, and any plan on the music? Like, what are you? Are you guys in the studio? Are you gonna be in the studio? Yeah. So
0: uh, the next week, what well, we're actually going to Birmingham and yeah. recording um, a bunch of music. And hopefully uh, sometime, I'd probably say a little bit before summer is when we're going to try to release. We don't, I I don't, I don't even think any of us know if we're going to either release like a single early Mm -hmm. and then release the EP in the summer. But um, we have a lot of songs that I'd say right now we have like four songs that are fully formed. And then we have about like seven that just we've either written riffs or we've written drum lines, or we have, you know, ideas up here that we haven't really branched off at because it is, I mean, you know, when you're playing a lot of shows and stuff, Uh we haven't really had time to really sit down and like work on these songs. And I think a bunch of our songs have developed from playing shows, you know, some things will change in these songs or, you know, we end up adding a bridge or, you know, we end up doing things differently. Um, but, uh yeah we're gonna be in the studio very soon what studio uh so Mitch our drummer uh Uh. he and his dad have recorded so much stuff in their little basement studio they have it's legit yeah yeah they have they have a lot of cool stuff like they have monitors down there and everything they have all the mics and so that's uh, exciting man yeah it's gonna be really exciting I
1: think that'll take you guys to the next level sort of just like having something for people to listen to and for venues to hear and um I think that's cool that you're doing it in like a basement vibe. Like you don't have to worry about being on the clock. You don't have to worry about oh, yeah. being in weird environments.
0: Like you guys can chill and really try to catch it. We really can. And I think that's what's going to be really good for us because I want to be able to keep a good vibe because we, we do go to Mitch's house all the time in practice. And the fact that we're going to be recording in our practice space is going to be really easy. It's going to be easygoing. Um, and we're going to a lot of ideas have flown from that area so i feel uh-huh. like we're going to be able to expand on a lot of things when we get down there
1: that couldn't be more ideal man you guys can be comfortable in there you've, you've heard it you know how the room sounds that's going to be great and when you guys are writing these kind of songs is there like a specific process like do you guys start jamming on something does somebody bring the lyrics in like what do you do you guys have a
0: process yet so uh i will say the lyrics come last on everything that we've written so far nice um and i write most of the lyrics but nick Mm -hmm. has brought some lyrics to the table that i've actually liked um but i think it usually starts with nick nick is a like i said he is actually phenomenal on guitar okay and he comes up with these you know these little triads or whatever and you know these cool little melodies and then we kind of build off of you know these triads or these melodies that he's creating and then Mitch, like I said, he's just a phenomenal multi instrumentalist. You know, he'll either grab my guitar, Coleman's bass or a bass uh-huh. that he has in his basement or something and start adding on to it. And then, you know, like an hour later, we'll have a general idea of a of a verse and a chorus. And then, um, you know, I'll go back home and look through because I have all these like lyrics in my notes. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. It's almost just like if you looked in my notes, you would just think like I'm a I'm a poet because <laughs> i'm just like i'm like trying to rhyme and i'm trying to write lyrics and i have these ideas of these lyrics but mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's like so hard to find i'm almost a perfectionist when it comes to lyrics and songs i I like lyrics to fit the mood of a song and
1: 100 you know, and
0: it, it, it i i i don't know it, i'm weird about it <laughs> that's good man yeah I, i've changed the lyrics we have one song called no time to waste and yeah. i I've changed the lyrics in the second verse, I think like 10 times because <laughs> <laughs> I, I times? can't, yeah, I, I can't, <laughs> Wow, I, I can't really get a grip on, you know, the lyrics. And I think when I go to the studio, I'm going to have to pick totally. the second <laughs> verse. I'm going to uh-huh. definitely have to pick it and I'm going to have to go with it. But At least
1: you have options, man. <laughs> I have options, yes. <laughs> I'd say, I—I I, I not that I'm in any position to give you advice, I'd just say don't let it hold you back from getting that song oh, out, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I still just love to hear it with whatever oh, yeah. version. Oh, yeah. That's exciting, man. I'm glad. It seems like you guys, if you guys have, like you said, four done and seven kind of in the tank, you should be pretty geared up to have, you know, 11 songs out in the next year or two. That's exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. That's what we're looking to do.
1: Have you guys had any trouble, per se, like maybe like, like sending like reaching out to venues and them not wanting to book you because you had no originals
0: yes so that is also why that we are kind of pushing the dates back on our uh our spring tour so we we were gonna try to release the dates on new year's Mm -hmm. but we were gonna there is a there's two venues right now that are asking us to send to send them demos not even master they just want to hear us play Uh it doesn't sound like it's on like an iphone recording absolutely so um so that it's caused a little bit of trouble but um i don't know i i I sometimes kind of have to add you know like we haven't really had the access to it and we're also students so it kind of we're not doing this, you know, completely full time. Even though we would like to, you know, like I don't know. It, it's you, yeah. I, you guys
1: are so early in the process, dude. I wouldn't worry about that one bit. You've been a band for yeah. what six months? Six, six, six seven, months. Yeah. Shit, dude. Most people, yeah. some people, go years without figuring it out. Yeah. The the <laughs> fact that you guys have four songs done in six months is impressive, dude. Yeah. So just keep appreciate grinding on that, that man. And, uh, I'm excited to hear them, dude. Honestly. I'm oh, hoping yeah. I'm hoping I can catch y'all at the 40 watt. I think we might be in Birmingham that night. I haven't decided, or we haven't locked it in as well. But um, if I can make it, I'd love to hear from all the bandmates. I'd love to get you all in here to do an episode. That'd Absolutely.
0: Be fun. That'd be a lot uh-huh. of fun.
1: I think you guys are gonna enjoy Athens while you're here. It's it's a fun town to be in for the weekend. I'm really excited. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, that's great, man. Uh, what's tell me a little more about like singing you said that your singing has kind of improved as has that just been a product of doing it do you know what i mean like just yeah live?
0: It, it's definitely
1: been a product of
0: me doing it and uh-huh. it's definitely been a product of uh me making sure i used to always like um like on stage you know i drink a couple beers or whatnot mm-hmm. i can't do that anymore it, it kind of like, dries you out right yeah i i can drink maybe one or two but mm-hmm. i need to like immediately supplement that in with water as soon as i've had that beer totally. Um, because ever since I got my tonsils out, like, Oh really? Yeah. I got my tonsils out back in like February and March. Uh-huh. And ever since then I get dried out really easily in my throat. Really? So I have to drink a lot of water.
1: Yeah, dude. That's one of those things that, uh, you, you, are like, you're saying, you kind of learn it through doing it. Like I, I used to be the same way. Like, Oh, you get your, your two drink tabs when you play a venue, you know, mm-hmm. and you get those beers. And after song one, it's like, God, I should not have drank that. I am, slam dry right
0: now you yes. know what I mean oh yeah you can't i my problem is is like some songs we do uh like miss you by the rolling stones you know Ooh, that you have that you have that, that falsetto song. part yeah uh, if i've been drinking i can't hit that falsetto because i'm dry uh, <laughs> so I Miss you. that's a yeah, great so song i've gotta I, i've always have to hydrate but
1: yeah actually i, I have a i have an off-topic question on that one dude have you ever have you ever heard people refer to that stones album as the disco album no, I'm not. I had a a, a few buddies were telling me that Colin miss you. The disco stones album. I was like, I was like, dude, it just sounds like rock to me, man. Like it does. I mean, maybe a little disco flair there, but like I can miss hear you? the, di-
0: I can hear the disco drum beat.
1: Yeah. Maybe so.
0: I can hear, I can hear the drum beat, but other than that, no.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say like beast of burden and a few other songs around there. I was like, yeah, that's just rock brothers. Mm, that's, that's rock. <laughs> that's early rock
0: and roll right there.
1: <laughs> I love that, man. Anyways, oh, I yeah. pre- appreciate you answering that, clearing that up for me. Absolutely. Um, what else was that? Tell me anything that you wanted to tell me, like, did you have anything in mind about the band that you kind of wanted to get across in this interview? You know, anything that you'd like people to know about you guys?
0: Uh, One thing that a lot of people, that I want a lot of people to know is uh, we sat, like, I, I love to satisfy people. Yeah. Like, when we, when we play, I, I love to, you know, ask people before we play, like, is there any songs that, like, you know, y'all want to hear because mm-hmm. we, th- there have been times where we have literally been on stage and we've heard, you know, somebody say, like, oh, y'all need to play this. And I mm-hmm. turn around and look at Mitch and I'm like, you know, this. And he's like, <laughs> I think, <laughs> kind of, I kind of. And, you know, sometimes it hasn't worked out, but sometimes it has worked out. But I think even to show people that you're giving it a shot, uh-huh. Really people like to see that. I think people, so, man. People like to see that you're trying. People like to see that um you're giving it your all and our and you know, good stage presence. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And you you've gotta look like you're having fun on stage because if if people see you and they see you having fun on stage, they're gonna have a lot of fun with you. Yeah, man. That's so true. Like nobody yeah. wants to see
1: anybody up there being not stiff at it. You know what stiff, I mean? You know, like, yeah, like yeah, like this. Really yeah. stiff just I love to hear you guys talking about stage presence. That's that's smart. And just your whole mindset about like serving the audience instead of yourself. That's like the best thing you could have, man, honestly. Yeah, and if, have you had any tough nights, though? I, I've had a few uh, well, more than once playing in like neutral crowds, per se, where you're just getting hammered with requests. And it's like, oh, God, we can't play. Yeah, everything. You know what I mean, uh, absolutely
0: yeah. there was. I don't think i want to say where this was <laughs> yeah you don't have to but uh we we did play one show and there was a group of girls up front mm-hmm. and you know all the requests and all the requests and you know they were just like gosh this guy's a dick like <laughs> he's not accepting <laughs> i finally like as soon as we got done with our first set like i like went up to him like really nicely and i was just like oh. hey like um uh, i really do wish we could play these songs because yeah. You know, y'all y'all seem to be having fun, but I feel like y'all be having a lot more fun if y'all were listening to these songs. Mm. But I'm not a jukebox. Yeah, yeah, everybody thinks you could just play everything, man. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not a jukebox. Even though I wish I was, I wish I could control the entire band at sometimes and wish that everybody knew this song i mean even if i know this song i might turn around and be like do y'all know this song and if they say no i'm like okay that's fine you know and uh-huh. there have been times where like i've been broken out and i'm looking at them like hey it's just gfc it's just gfc like go along <laughs> with it. and they all get mad at me and uh, that's happened like once or twice but we've gotten over that stage that was oh, like that's really good. early on uh-huh. um but yeah there have been multiple nights that we've had where people have just hammering us with requests and then you obviously have the free bird request Always. Yeah. Always. Always. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's that's smart that you're trying to do some of them as well.
1: And just saying you can on some because yeah. I, I found a good way to do it or s- most of the time is just be like, oh, that's a great song. But we don't know it, man. You yeah. Know what I mean, you know, <laughs> that, is, like, that is a good response. Like compliment them and then be like, "Nope, we can't. You know, yeah. you, it, you'll get the most obscure requests. You know what I mean? And like, oh, yeah. The ones that annoy me the most. Uh, Not that I'm hating on the crowds or anything, but like <laughs> when you're like a certain like an obvious type of band and they're requesting like genres that are like way out of your sphere you know what i mean yes like we're like playing rock and songs and they're like play some tim mcgraw it's like what yeah. like do, do we look like that kind of it band? doesn't add up it just yeah. simply doesn't add up but at the end of the day they're just having a good time so yeah. i i can't hate on them too much yeah. but i love to hear that you you're kind of open to it oh yeah absolutely yeah. do you have a favorite cover you guys play personally
0: oh wow um or top three or move a- on up by curtis mayfield Oh, nice. Definitely. Okay. That's cool. So, uh, we originally played that song once with the horns. Mm-hmm. And after that, we were kind of like, all right, well, let's only play this song with the horns because it's a very horn heavy song. Yeah. Because you have that. Yeah. Uh, so, I sat down in my apartment uh, before we played one gig and I learned that horn part on guitar. Okay. And I added it into the set list and they were like, why are we playing this song? I'm like, just trust me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we we went into it and I was playing the horn parts on guitar and everybody loves that song because it yeah. has that fast beat. Mm-hmm. Um and actually it's funny, the SEC uh college basketball commercial really is that song. Oh, okay. So I yeah, didn't know that. It is now move on up because I was I was at lunch a couple of days ago and I heard it and I was like, it's move on up playing over the you know, like some some restaurants will have like music playing, but no, it was actually the TV playing Move On Up by Curtis Mayfield but i love his music his music uh-huh. is awesome um he's definitely the influence of me for like the the funky stuff yeah uh, yeah, yeah especially pusher man by curtis mayfield is like one of my favorite songs i
1: wouldn't have guessed you have said that man that's a good answer oh yeah interesting that's that's crazy man you funny you say that about espn we were uh, a little story about my band right quick if you don't mind uh oh, absolutely we were playing palumba park for the sec championship because we're athens face band so we kind of mm-hmm. Got to play one of the better venues in town for that game. And it was just packed, man. There was 700 people there. Yeah. And uh, we fucking, they, ESPN was there. They are like, hey, man, could you call the dogs? I was like, hell yeah, we can call the dogs. He's like, we want to get y'all playing a song too. So I called the dogs, you know, 700 people screaming it back. They're like, oh, we got chills. This is the best footage ever. And they're like, you're going to be on ESPN tomorrow. I was like, let's go. This will be, That's this will awesome. be cool. <laughs> and then we lost, bro. And they didn't play it. Oh, I was like, oh, man, talk about
0: a double-edged sword. Yeah, really. um, You get all hyped up for nothing. I know. If we'd have won, that should have been on there, man. But But, uh, anyway. I'd say another good conversation topic is, like, influences. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Nobody's really asked me the question, but now that I'm Uh talking about influences, I kind of do want to touch on that. Please Um, do. I'd probably say my influences, when I first started playing guitar, uh... We're John Frashani from the Red Hot Chili Ooh, Peppers. Sure. What a what a great player, man. Yeah. He he was he was the main influence of me starting. So now um it's like Marcus King is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He is so great. He is probably the most tasteful and like soulful player of like the modern day,
1: mm-hmm. currently. He's absolutely unbelievable. Selling things out everywhere, man.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. So Marcus King obviously is my current influence. John Mayer, mm-hmm. uh, John Mayer. Um, I think why he's my biggest influence is like he is so technical about gear, and I'm a pedal board freak. Are you? Yes, What's I so- am a like I spend so much time like researching pedals um uh. I, I, it's like a nerd I, like i'm a nerd about it i'm, I'm crazy about my guitar tone and uh. how my guitar is set up and tone and everything but john mayer i think has literally touched on everything and yeah. why i say everything is this new album is like it's called sob rock i love it man it, yeah if you look at sob uh. backwards it's 80s uh. rock
1: Yes, dude. Yes. So
0: that's why that he created it cuz it has that 80s Clapton feel. It has a bunch mm-hmm. of those scents. Um and, you know, he even did in 2003 or 2004, him, uh-huh. Steve Jordan and Pino Palladino went on a trio. The so trio. John Mayer literally did I think two years only doing trio blues uh-huh. like BB King, covering BB King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, even some uh blues things that he wrote. But I think John Mayer has, like, he he's inspired a lot of guitarists my age oh, yeah. uh, to play. And, you, you know, you look on Instagram, and, like, if, you know, you're a guitar player, you know, uh-huh. you're a musician, you know, you go to the uh, Explore page on Instagram. I yeah. feel like 25% of the videos I watch are people playing John Mayer's songs and people playing the PRS Silver Sky, what, you know, John Mayer is now playing instead of the Strat um he isn't like totally inspired and totally recreated the game for all these people and he's also playing with dead and company yeah Um, yeah grateful dead you know you know relived like he he's playing what and pro he's filling one of the biggest shoes you could probably fill and that's jerry garcia's role in the Dead. totally um he's playing all the the crazy licks that jerry plays and it's awesome but yeah so Currently, it's John Mayer and Marcus King.
1: I couldn't agree with you more, man. John, people don't realize that he's literally like the the Eddie Van Halen or Jimi Hendrix of our era. Do you know what I mean? Like kind Hell of yeah. our, our guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he's been my number one most listened artist on Spotify for two years now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have a hot take. Uh, a few people agreed and disagreed with me. I think Battle Studies is one of his most slept on records, man. Do you like Battle Studies?
0: Absolutely. So Battle Studies was the uh, one that he uh, he did a Crossroads
1: cover on, right? Yes. And it's got like uh, Heartbreak Warfare and Half My Heart. and uh, is Helpless on there? helpless uh i actually don't i'm not that familiar with that one heartbreak uh, warfare
0: that was such a cool song
1: such a great song and yeah. it, i don't think it gets enough credit because it's, it's the one right after continuum you know so there's no way yeah. you can live up to that but uh i'm glad to hear that you like him because he's one of my favorite artists too yeah. man and i don't know if you've heard this but he's playing with headphones on stage now yeah yeah okay that? so
0: yeah so he's playing huh? with the audio technica headphones mm-hmm. on stage
1: that's crazy
0: his, his uh his, his in-ears were giving him uh some ear problems really yeah, I didn't know so, that. Yeah, so there was a thing on Reddit. I'm a, i am love Reddit for Me all too. the guitar Me stuff. Too. Yeah. Uh, there was a thread on Reddit where the his in ear monitors. I don't, I don't think they were working properly, and they were damaging his ear canals wow. because they were going so far in. You know, have to. He has like certain. You know, they mold your ears and stuff. Totally. And I think, uh, something was going wrong, and uh-huh. so now you know he wore them. I think for like two shows, and then finally came out and said they're just a lot more comfier. and uh you know he he he's like they may not look as cool on stage but i think they look awesome (laughs) i think
1: it's a it's a statement man (laughs) yeah he he can
0: rock it but i i love that he is you know he's just totally blown so many people out of the water with his music
1: yeah Yeah. man he's got heavy roots in athens i don't know how much you know about this but like he he played 40 watt back in the day you should you should go listen to it on youtube it's just him him and a bass player and uh honestly, he sounds like nervous, kind of like a little bit more frantic than we know him now, you know, like very unsure of himself, kind of. So it's a good listen if you get a chance.
0: Yeah. There in uh, Smith's Old Bar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He played at Smith's a bunch with uh, David Ryan Harris. Absolutely. And
1: Steve Jordan. Absolutely. Played Georgia Theater in Athens a lot, man. He recorded his his first demos for like... um, not your body, but what's a uh, God? The, the whole first acoustic record. He demoed those. In oh, no such thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No such thing. The, yeah, I wanna run through the, through the halls, halls of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. do, do you
1: have a favorite John
0: record? Uh it's hard to say. I like all of them, honestly. It, it's really hard to say. I think yeah. you know my favorite album, and I think if you're if you're a really big John Mayer listener, mm-hmm. is the Live in L.A. Oh my god, Perfect. dude! In your atmosphere,
1: yes, bro. In I have, your atmosphere, yes.
0: <laughs> I have the uh, the box set on a uh, record. Yeah. Free yeah. fallen. Free fallen. I think his his guitar tone that that year when he was running, he had the TS. He had a uh, Ibanez TS10, the Keeley uh-huh. Katana, and the uh, the Marshall Bluesbreaker. The pedal, not the amp, uh-huh. but the pedal.
1: Okay.
0: And all his solos were those three pedals all combined and really? they like the belief belief from that <sighs> is unbelievable i love that and, song uh gravity from that show is unbelievable who do you think i was in the power of soul unbelievable yeah.
1: yes um
0: and a lot of people like a lot of like tone nerds and geek nerds think. Uh-huh. you know i don't know if you've ever heard but the clon the pedal the silver, the big silver pedal i don't think so uh, all right so there's this there's this whole like thing, and there's a klon. It's a, it's called a klon. It's called a klon centaur. And it's a pedal that's uh-huh. like that big. Uh-huh. And somebody some dude named Bill Finnegan created him. He went to MIT and created this guitar pedal on the side. Uh huh. And so anyway, he stopped making them. And as soon as John Mayer put one on his board in like <laughs> 2009, everybody freaked out and started buying yeah. them. So now this pedal's worth like four thousand dollars on Reverb. Wow. Four thousand dollar pedal. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but people thought that. That show was recorded with the Klan, but it wasn't. It was a blues breaker. Yeah. I, I'm okay. such a nerd about like toad and stuff. <laughs> I love uh, that, man. Yeah, yeah. I love pedal boards. I love looking at them. I love building them for people. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but it's awesome.
1: Dude, I'm glad, I'm glad live in LA. I'm glad you love that. The 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 quality of that record, dude. It sounds like they're in the studio, bro. It sounds amazing, bro. I know. They amazing. killed it. They killed it. I'm I i I'm always trying to force people on In Your Atmosphere. I'm like, dude, they never recorded it. It's just live in LA. You got to go listen. Yeah. You got to go listen. Oh, yeah. It's but so Yeah, cool. man. Tell me a little bit. We, we got a few more minutes left. So tell me a little bit about like pedal board. Like what you got running. Like I'm just curious as a gear guy myself. What you Yeah, of got. course.
0: Uh, so from my guitar, it goes into a uh, Boss TU3 tuner. Okay. And then it goes into a, the Klon. So I don't have the actual one. I have a clone Copy. Yeah. A okay. copy of it. Uh, I run into it. Uh, Tube Screamer, the 9DX. It's the TS9, but it's the Deluxe. It has four knobs instead of three. Okay. I run into a Vimurem Janray. Uh, They make those in Japan. They're a boutique pedal. I run into the Qtron Plus. Uh I've heard of that. And and then after that, I run into just a straight boost. It's a Keely Katana. It's a boost. Nice. And then I have a Strymon Lex, which is a Leslie Speaker clone. If you ever heard of a Leslie, a bunch of organ players use one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that goes into an aquapus delay and then uh, fly, uh, Strymon Flint, which is a dual channel trim and reverb, and then back into my Deluxe Reverb amp. Totally. Are you running any reverb off your amp? Or are yes, you just using I, I run, I think I run my amp on two and a half on reverb. Okay. And I, I turn that reverb on my Strymon Flint to where like, you know, I'm trying to think uh time by pink floyd it has a lot of reverb and that's uh-huh. that last solo that's kind of the reverb i have on that on that reverb stomp and i use some of it like if i want to do like an ambient like really like air filling guitar tone yeah and i'm just kind of like picking at some chords with i'll use that too but okay. mostly i use the trim on that the tremolo on that like i'll turn my strymon licks on and that and i'll get like a really cool wobbly chorus tone
1: are have you had any trouble as a singer being at like not having time to like click on stuff like pedal wise or like not be like oh I wish I'd have got to that or uh, is, it, is it a lot to handle because I've kind
0: of had that a little bit? Uh, sometimes it is, especially since my pedal board is like really neat and they're mm-hmm. all kind of close together. Sometimes I might push a you know a wrong pedal or two, but I usually what I do is I I, I kind of make sure I know what the song is i kind of have the song in the back of my mind i know when i'm going to push these pedals i know when i'm going to turn these pedals on i know like when i'm going to turn them off i know when to roll the volume knob i like i said i'm so particular it's not really a problem for me because i know exactly when these pedals are going to be engaged and when they're not awesome easy
1: well that's that's smart man
0: oh yeah great
1: well that's a great breakdown let's say for just closing notes you kind of tell me your what you'd want the people to know about the band for 2022? Like what should they expect? Just like a quick, like, get ready for this, and then we'll sign okay. off of this thing, man.
0: Oh, yeah. So I would say uh definitely look out for our spring tour. Uh mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna be hitting uh a bunch of major cities in the southeast. Uh-huh. Exciting. Um oh yeah, we're gonna be hitting a bunch of major cities in the southeast and summer. Um, uh, not a you know, not a lot of people are gonna be in college towns in the summer. So we're gonna uh-huh. try to hit places that you know aren't really the college town central places we're going to be trying to play in atlanta and some bigger bars in atlanta we're going to try to land a a gig at smith's old bar we're trying to do that now um we're we're going to try to be playing as many places as we can in the summer to really spread it more than our spring tour and also uh everybody just needs to be on the lookout for our music the planes our ep is coming out this summer can't wait um yeah so that that is basically what everybody needs to be on the lookout for and i hope to see all you guys out there
1: absolutely man that's exciting i think you're a very smart guy i think you guys got it going on i'm excited to see you guys personally man and just you're you're saying all the right things like not playing colleges in the summer that's smart playing colleges in the spring you know uh you got music working yeah i'm excited to see what the planes do man
0: thank you appreciate it
1: yeah dude go ahead and tell everybody you guys instagram handle and where they can find you guys stuff
0: yeah so our instagram is at the planes band Mm -hmm. um you can, you know, if you want to book us, DM us there. Our email is at the or the Auburn at gmail.com. Beautiful, man. And our Twitter is also the Plainsband at all Nice, nice, cool. Oh, yeah. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for suggesting the Zoom. This was good. It worked pretty nicely other than
0: my one Wi-Fi issue, but no problem. Uh, thank you for having me. I've been listening to you now uh, for about a week. I've uh, loved the uh I've loved the podcast. I've always loved podcasts. I've always uh, wanted to be on. So this is this is cool. Awesome, man. You did
1: a great job. You're a natural at it. You have a good radio
0: voice. <laughs> I appreciate it.
1: Well, and when you guys come to Athens, let's get all you fellas in here and do one, man. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right, man. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This has been the Jameson on the Rocks podcast. I believe was this episode 61 or somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, thank you, man. See you later. Of course. See you.
0: Peace. Peace.
1: And I can't sleep until I feel yours.